0: Welcome to the Tackling Life Podcast with the great Ray Lewis and me, Dr. Christian Conti. It's a success podcast that tackles life through the lessons of sports. Ray, man, I miss you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever.
1: Doc, you working, man. You working. And when Doc working, I just got the whole loan until Doc called me back. That's all (laughs) I can do, bro. (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm out, uh... Out in LA filming a new TV show, and uh, it's a rigorous TV schedule, that's for sure. Um, I'll be excited to talk more about it as I can, but right now I just say that it's a it's a grind. And um, uh, I had a listen this weekend. I, I flew back to Pennsylvania to present to the University of Pittsburgh, uh, do a leadership conference. Um, great, great bunch of student athletes. These young people are are just I can't say enough good things about them. Um, tremendous young people, and they're going to be great leaders one day. But I thought, talking about leadership, um, I, I happen to be uh, partners with the greatest leader on planet Earth. So I thought today I wanted to talk about leadership because for 17 years, you led at the highest level. And um, I, I really want to talk about leadership and, and, and about the, really the evolution of your own leadership style.
1: Wow. Um man, you you know what? That that's a um when you text me that, when you email me that, I looked at that conversation and I said, you know, like what changed, right? So when you think about it from from <clears throat> you know, high school, childhood, but then when you think about like my leadership rights once it started to evolve. Think about this, Doc. When I when I was a, a young kid, right, and pops wasn't around, whatever and mom always worked three jobs, the moment she left, that turned into pure leadership. Like it was from at 10 years old, look, let me teach you how to braid, plait, cook, clean, iron, fold, everything, right? And so it's like when when you learn that when you're younger, when you got older, I started to say, wait a minute, how can teams really come together because there 's so many moving pieces, like how can teams really come together and work for one common goal mm-hmm. right and it comes through leadership it comes through it, it comes through one or two people managing all of the small issues, the big issues, the emotions, the ups, the downs and, and, and it takes time to evolve into what that leadership really turned out to be, Doc, the greatest leaders has the, one of the best sense of humors. <laughs> it's because it's, it's the only way to really break the ice, right? Yeah. Like a sense of humor is like, like it's, it's part of the art of leadership, yes. of, of getting people to, yeah, to get along with each other and just survive and just make it. and and so And so that was one of the things I think when I started to really get it, I would make my guys laugh even in the time of crisis.
0: Listen, I can't. I'm so so glad you said that, and you always you always blow me away because I definitely want to come on and hit on these little things and how it started at the beginning, and I want to come to that, but I have to jump on this for a second because when you talk about the sense of humor, that's one thing that I love telling people about you. Like I'm like you really have no idea, like. You, Ray is one of the funniest human beings I ever met Like we literally just laugh So much all the time we're together um, And I think that's one thing That is like was exciting To like be a part of this podcast with you Because the world could see that side of you Because um, they see this serious leader And that is just it's So true Like some of the things Like I remember sitting around We were watching that one uh, comedy show With those hilarious guys That they kind of do the pranks um, I can't remember the name of that show <laughs>
1: We were crying. Impractic, about it. Impractical jokers.
0: Impractical jokers. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a prankster. You're a little, You do some pranks yourself, huh?
1: Oh my gosh, dog. I'm 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 bad. I'm bad with pranks. Me and me, me and my mom, we always prank each other um, doing something. some somebody's gonna get got. So. <laughs> You all got to keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> Let's stay with leadership from from this perspective, right? And think about this: the moment you realize that you you became that leader, is the moment you realize that everything you say will not be popular and would not go along with what the gang wants to hear. Right but it's the boldness right it's the one characteristic that all leaders have in common that they are willing to confront major problems in a time of crisis yeah right? you know so, good ahead, good ahead. no 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 because that's where that's where like true leadership st- stands out so much like when you confront something that 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 a bunch of people see the issue, they know the issue. Maybe they don't know how to address it, and you come out and you just you just you just nail it, and you just be like, "Look, this is what it is. This is how it's gonna go." And whether and 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 listen to this. <laughs> this is on my defenses that I I learned many years ago. Rex Ryan used to always say this. It does not matter if Ray is right or not if we're all going the same direction and playing the defense wrong, then we're all right. So no matter what you do with leadership right, if you lead them and y'all are all wrong, that means y'all still right. Listen, uh, I I just said this
0: weekend, (laughs) I said if your energy is right if your energy is right that's really the essence of what leadership is it's energy and it comes back to you for saying from 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 taking care of every detail to the humor like it's your presence that energy people will follow that energy uh i, I Listen, I told this story. Uh, open up with this story, and it's a kind of a, a when we talk about how do we really lead. And uh, there was this homeless man, and he took these pigeons and he tied all their feet together, and he had them walking in a circle, and he kept feeding them so they would walk in a circle every day. And a guy walked by and he said, "Man, that's cruel. I don't. I, that's messed up. I'll give you fifty bucks for these pigeons." So the guy said, OK, so he gave him 50 bucks for the pigeons. And then the man who bought the pigeons, he, he took scissors and he cut the, the rope so that all the pigeons were free and they tried to shoe them away. But they just kept walking in a circle because they were used to walking in a circle. But my man, he had taken a psychology class, so he understood a little bit about leadership. So what he did was he got a wild pigeon, and he, he put it into the group, and the pigeon took a few steps in that circle, and then he was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. So then he just walked right out and flew away, and then all the other pigeons had permission to fly away. And, and, and my point of telling that story was that sometimes mm-hmm. we have to join in and see what it is and become a part of it so we can lead people in the direction and have them feel that energy as we take them somewhere else.
1: Man, it's the only way it happens. Oh my God, such a great story. But I mean, such a great story. I will have to get it. I will have to get you to repeat that about two or three times before I master that story. I like that story like a lot because it's always, it's always somebody's gonna take a leap of faith. Some somebody's gonna be bold enough, right, to to jump out there and say, no, that that's not it. That's not it. This is it. And and you're absolutely right, right? If you don't change the math, Everybody is gonna do the exact same thing. I'm gonna give you something that I'm telling you started to change the way defense was looked at in Baltimore. Right, so we're on we were on the practice field. I said to myself, it was something I started at the University of Miami. That every time every ball would go, Doc. I don't care if it was 80 yards down the field, if it was two yards now, it don't, it does not matter. I was going to touch every ball carrier and then get back to the huddle. It 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 never changed my entire career. And so when I started to do that, doc, when I first started to do it, listen to this. Players actually had a problem with me cuz they actually thought I was trying to out they they actually thought I was trying to outshine them. But I'm going to try to outshine them because see, remember when you, get in, when you get into the film room for people all out there, when you get into the film room and coaches are watching this film, they're looking at not who necessarily done the play right, but who is hustling 100%, mm-hmm. giving 100%. And so coaches would sit in the meeting and they would say to DBs, defensive backs, they were like, how does Ray run past you guys on this play? Like, 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 how does that happen? But what, is, what started to happen, Doc, was guys would come to me individually and say, why do you do that? Like, why do you do that? And I say, "No, I said, look, don't ask me why. Just follow me. Mm. Just follow me. And I'm telling you on game day, you're going to see what it looks like. And, Doc, let me tell you something. 1999, when Rob Woodson came to us, and when we started putting that defense together, Michael McCray, Sam, Sam Adams, Tony Sarah and I'm talking, I had big boys. I'm talking about big boys, three, four hundred pounds. And when the ball snapped, when that ball was gone, everybody was going to the ball. And what it started, Doc, it started a frenzy it started a frenzy of leadership so i used to always tell, tell Robert that i was like meet me at the ball just meet me at the ball don't you worry about nothing else but where it started from it started from me taking leadership to say okay i don't have to force everybody to say hey man why you ain't running and call them out in the meeting and all of that nah you know what i do i do it myself see sometimes leadership I think what people not understand sometimes leadership is going out and doing it yourself. Yeah. And don't worry about who gets it, just get it done.
0: That's this, the, I mean, I had the chills as you said that because the, I can see how that would. If, like I can see that and the evolution of that. I can see how you going and touching the ball every time forces people, and if everybody 's doing it and if everybody 's doing it, I mean it sounds simple, and this is what the greatest things of leadership are about it 's not about being super complicated it 's about doing the the little things you 've said this a million times, doing the little things a bunch of little things right and that i mean that's just seriously i, I can 't anybody out there listening this applies everywhere like I see this immediately everywhere because what if every business every 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 organization said look if we're going after something let's all go after it let's all touch it me like I love that phrase meet me at the ball because I think that's a phrase people can incorporate from so many different areas
1: yeah li- listen to this oh my gosh listen to this in leadership you have, to, you have to figure out very very early in leadership, if you're going to confront issues, definitely on the game, in, in, in the game of football, right? You, you're on the field, play happens, somebody gets beat, do you run up and you front that person or do you comfort that person? Mm. See, that's where, that's where you have to make your decision in leadership, confrontation or comfort. Mm. because the day you get them comfortable enough to trust that you will not confront them when they make a mistake, then Doc, they they will give you everything they got and they will do the things that you never thought they could do because they know the confrontation won't come, but they know win, lose, or draw, you will still find a way to comfort them. It's the same way with our kids. It's the exact same way with our kids. It it is Let's. Well, before yeah. you
0: kids, I want to say this as an athlete, as, boy, as boy. a athlete. I wish I would have had a leader like that as an athlete because my challenge growing up, I mean, and it was, I was in my head a lot. Like, there's no doubt, you know, when things happen in life, and you end up getting led into the the field you're into. But I, you know, I was really in my head a lot when I played like let's say high school football for instance um and, and uh, even college baseball but what i found was i did not respond well when someone came at me because i was already hard enough on myself like i had already put myself in a negative spot mm-hmm. like i wanted it so badly so i needed a leader like you but i didn't have that and i really wonder what that could have done to the trajectory of my career because you what that really resonates with me some people don't need to be Told because they're already telling themselves.
1: Listen uh, and, and, and and remember when I started when we started this doc. The first place the first place I told you where I really started to learn it was I started to learn it with with raising my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Like the hardest thing to do, doc, was sometimes when when the lights wasn't on and mom couldn't pay the bills or we couldn't eat. You got two ways to handle that: either you come in there and you confront that issue, or you comfort them. And I found a way to comfort them, to let them not worry as much and let them know that we will be okay. And guess what that did? I took that and I brought it to my career. And in times, let me tell you something. This is the honest god of truth. If I can recap my entire career. Every time in a big game, in any game, because every game was a big game, that something tragic happened where I got beat, whoever got beat, you know the next thing i would do i would come over and crack a joke i would i would crack a joke of some sort now i would be pissed off i would be boiling inside i would be boiling inside but what i show them is comfort yeah I show them that I'm still here. It does not matter that's one play i don't need to I don't need you to be great every play. I just need you to be great every other play, but learn from the things that you did learn from the things that we didn't do that's that's all I'm asking you to do now 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 that that play over, I need you to smile. Mm-hmm. I need you to smile and let's go back to war oh, right? oh yeah. man it's that's, that's, yeah that's, it's a, yeah, that's, that's, it's, a that's, that's, it's a unique it's a unique thing it's, to have someone. Believing you because, you know, you will never confront them. Now, listen to this. There is a time for confrontation. Absolutely. Let
0: me, let, let's do this. Let's take a real quick break. And I want to talk about that time to confront because I agree with you a million percent. Um, I am so excited about everything that you're saying. I feel like this is absolute pure leadership gold. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. The Tackling Life podcast is now taking your calls. Uh, we have Fan Friday dedicated to listening to you and everything that you, you, you want to ask us. So we love your emails, but you can also reach out to us through the phone. You can call us at 646-762-4432 and leave us a message. We might play your message on the show. That's 646 762 Four, four, three, two. We are talking leadership um, right before the break. Like you just – uh, there are a couple things that just have me – you got me waking up excited about this stuff because, yes, um, I do think you bring it out of people whenever you can actually meet them where they are in their different style. And when you say about you might have been boiling inside – And this is where you're self-disciplined to say, I feel this way, but I don't need to act on this emotion. Instead, I can act on my larger vision. And if my vision is getting everybody on the same page so that we can all be a united front, then I need to set aside my immediate emotion. And see, this takes emotional regulation, emotional maturity to be able to be so fired up with an emotion and say, I'm not going to just act on that because it's simple just to act on that. But instead, set that aside and say, all right, in this moment, I'm going to crack a joke. And of course, we don't ever mean this is every instance, every time, because as you said right before the break, there are definitely, and I agree wholeheartedly, moments where we do need to confront people on things. Um, and I, and I, I love to talk about that.
1: Let me tell you, now, and I need everybody to hear me clearly, because I'm, I'm going to share something with you. Before you confront anybody else's issue, Make sure you critique yourself first. Mm, mm. But you'll never get to where you're trying to get with them. They can never hear you. They yeah. they shut off a deaf ear, Doc. If 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 if, if I, I I give you the I give you the best example. What if I'm sitting in a meeting and I know a play when I used to watch play uh, a game film with my guys, and I know play was coming up and somebody necessarily got beat or the DB got beat or something happened, right? I would go to my play first where I didn't do so well. And I would show my play three or four times. And I would sit there and critique myself. And I would be like, man, I cannot believe I did this, man. Look at this mess. Like, what was I thinking right here? And the moment that you critique yourself in front of them, when the issue does come up it's not coming from a place of confrontation it's coming from a place of conversation it's the
0: pigeon from the beginning it's like i am joining in just to see where you are with this i, I, I like yeah. it's so funny how we are on the same page all the time. We came in two different career paths, two different lives, and we come together and we are so similar. I do the same thing in counseling sessions. Like I want to put myself down first. I want to show people like, look, man, I'll tell you what, this is one of the hardest things in the world to do. I've messed this up so many times. Uh, I I mess this up saying to myself so many times because – And I think I found that because I was always so hard on myself and I was always so willing to take others' feedback, I really believe that's why people are open to listening to my feedback because I am first and foremost going to say, look, we're in this together. Like, we are in this together. This is just, and this is me, this is critiquing me because it comes back to role modeling. And every leader is a role model in every instance. And for you at that level of greatness to continue, because I can see it at the beginning of your career, but you do that your entire career, which shows me that at that level of greatness, to be able to take that ego, set it aside and say, look, yeah, I messed this up. It's okay. This is about learning. It's about learning, man. I love that.
1: It's about learning. That's what leadership. So I, I uh, and man, and and the film room teaches so much, right? You just learn so many different things from playing the game and in the film room. And Watch this. So training camp, right? Everybody's in, all the new defenses, all new rookies, everybody's eyes wide open. You know, people trying to figure it all out. But when you're sitting in there, you're sitting in there with 80 plus, sometimes 100 guys sitting in there. And everybody's quiet because the coach up there, and he's either happy or he's pissed off. Right. And so and so he's going in on whatever. And Doc, let me tell you something. This started for me in 1997, my second year in the league. We came in, and Marvin Lewis used to be up there, and he used to be coaching. And before Marvin got to a play that I know I did something wrong, do you know what I would do in the meeting? I would scream in the meeting, oh, my bad, my bad, Marvin. Look, now I know this next play coming up. And this guy, these rookies and these guys started coming to me, and they was like, man. Like, man, you be calling yourself out in film. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I'm a I'm a, I'm like, I'm a critique myself first before before a coach just rips in my freaking butt, right? Because <laughs> the one thing the coach was never ripping my butt about. He'll never rip in my butt about effort. Right. Effort but now, did I always do it right? Absolutely not. And my head, used I used to run off. I used to run around like a chicken with his head cut off, Doc. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it used to be crazy, the mistakes I used to make. But when I started to realize, I was like, just own up. Man up. That's what this, ship is. this ship is manning up, stepping up when the situation isn't comfortable. When the situation doesn't look pretty, When the play didn't go right. When you lose the game on a big day. That's when, that's when true leadership st- sticks out like a sore thumb, man. And so that's why I'm telling you, to you, 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 you talk about training people, right? You got trainers and you got, you know, sensei, you got all these different people. But let me tell you what true leadership is. True leadership is taking yourself, taking yourself and become the model that you want to teach them, not tell them. That's why I tell trainers all the time. It's what you create, doc. And that's what and that's what makes leadership extremely special because it's what you create. Yeah.
0: Well, when you put your hand up ahead of time for Marvin Lewis and you kept saying, my, you put up, my bad, my bad. And what you did it preemptively. Uh, here's what's fascinating about that. That was actually practicing self-coaching. And, and 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 so it what it sounds like, and this is and this is uh, it, this is what it was like you' you started to see it ahead of time so quickly that you were seeing it the way the coach was seeing it, so if somebody walks into a film room and, and he 's defensive and he 's thinking like, "Oh no, I hope the coach doesn 't see this or he doesn 't get on me about that, then their mentality their mindset isn 't about growth. But when you go in there with the mentality of "I'm going to grow from anything that happened, then you can put your hand up first, and be like, my bad, my bad, like because you're in it, And again it comes back to your energy. When your energy is in it, 100 percent to say, "I want to learn from this situation. Look, I said this the other day to these, these young people. I said, "Look, the past is gone. There is really nothing you can do to, There's nothing you can do to get the past back. So when we talk about you should have done this, you should have done that. OK? Mm-hmm that's great. I can't go back and do that. What I can do is learn what I could have done. And now I'm going to go into the future with what I will do differently. There's a big difference between that and just dwelling on, dwelling on, dwelling on what I shouldn't have done. I just go, okay, look, I I said this to a football player yesterday. Uh, great, great kid. Going to be a good. He's going to be a good ball player. He's going to be a good ball player at the next level. And I said to him, uh, when, when you get this leadership style down, instead of telling somebody, "Look, if you need him to be here and he's over here," then instead of telling him, uh, "You should have been there," you just go, "Look, you weren't there this time, but next time, this is what you want to do. Next time, you got to be here." And he had a chance to practice that leadership style in this leadership conference the other day. He came up to me afterward. He said, "Man," he said, "I started to yell," and then I looked and I was like. All he needs to know is just how to do it differently this next time. And that to me is what you exemplified every time when you were like, My bad, my bad. That that Ray, that's that is leadership. That's why I'm excited
1: about it. Yeah, man, because it's it's taking ownership. Um that's that's what true leadership is, you know. But Doc, I'm gonna tell you something, man. Like 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 when you when you finally figure out what true leadership is, it's servanthood. It's serving. It's you have to be okay with serving and you have to remove emotions yeah that's why i loved to come in and when youngsters and rookies and people would come in and you would think they supposed to be carrying my pads i would grab their pads and carry their pads Mm. (laughs) right it was just a respect thing of me saying no let me serve you because i'm gonna call on you i'm gonna look at you in your eye and I'm gonna and I'm gonna in a in a time of, of crunch time on the goal line, I'm gonna look at you in your eye. And I'm gonna ask you to trust me, and I'm gonna trust you. Mm. And, 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 and nobody has to be a hero. We just all have to equally do our jobs. Yeah. And so what when you start to serve people, people will follow you to the end of time if they know. That you're not in this to embarrass them. That's why I've always had a problem with certain coaches, how they speak to players.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Because you speak to a player a certain way. You then think they're gonna forget, but then you ask that same player to go to battle for you. Yeah. That's 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 taking leadership and doing it backwards. Right. It's the same thing with parents, it's the same thing with with. A, you know a, a CEO of a fortune 500 company you know you want to down and you want to degrade your your your, your 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 workers and the people who put in all of this effort and then yeah. you come and ask them that oh I need the best quarter in my life and I need you to I need you to give me everything you got really yeah. really encourage me and then see what I do for you comfort me comfort me and then see what I would do for you lead me show me how you should do how you do it and then let me mimic what you do doc let me tell you some leadership leadership is taking ownership of every action Mm. leadership
0: man yeah I, lo- I love that phrase we're gonna take a quick break when we come back let's pull this back into family leadership let's pull it back into business leadership because you're 100 percent right i want to kind of circle all the way back we come back to the beginning when you start talking about you know when you had to when you were very very young take care of the details stick with us everybody we'll be right back after this all right, we're back. We're talking leadership at the onset at the very beginning, Ray, you talked about when you were young and, and, and your and your, your mom left for work. It was you your you taking care of all the details from cooking, from cleaning, from from doing all the little things at, as the older brother and that stuff is is the servitude that you servitude that you're just talking about here at the end that carried with you throughout your entire life by you doing by leading by example taking care of the little things my wife has a phrase that she uses that we use all the time in our family and, and, and the three of us use it consistently and it's rally for family when you love people enough you're going to want to rally for family. You're not doing it because you have to do it. You're doing it because 100% you want to rally for each other and and to create an atmosphere where people really want to rally for each other. They need to know that you're not using them. They need to know that you're not blaming them when everything goes wrong as if you played no role in it. They need to know that you are going to be the exact type of leader that you're describing, a person who will lead by example, take complete responsibility for anything Thing that he's doing, practice self-coaching by looking turning inward. That's what that's what this is about.
1: That, that, and, that, and that's why I'm glad that we even talked about this today. Because I, I, I think I think the challenge, you know, you think about um you know, my my mom is a diabetic. She's dealing with, you know, some issues and, and different things. And I've been really trying to work with her for some years. And now, you know, she she finally got this light. This light came on and so she's in the gym every night and she's uh, riding her bike and she's like really trying it. But every day, watch this doc. She calls me and she says the same line to me every day, every day. She said, how, how am I not supposed to follow what my son has already done? Mm. Like, I'm not asking you to do nothing. I'm not doing Like I'm doing it first. Like I'm eating right. I'm taking care of my body. I'm I'm doing everything I need to do because we have a family history of 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 cancers and diabetes and all of these different things. And so what are you gonna do? You're gonna wait till you get on the table? Absolutely not. So you know what I'm gonna do? At 14 years old, I'm gonna be the example for my family. I'm gonna go out and say, you know what? The only way I can teach my family. How to actually be something respectful is darn it. I got to do it myself. And you know what? When when, when times get hard, because times will get hard, I grab my sisters, I grab my brothers, and instead of confronting the issue, big bro I figure it out. Mm. i figure it out. Mm. Let me ease your pain. That's what I did in the game of playing football. When I started playing football, Doc, I used to go to my coordinators and say, look, don't put it on IDBs. Put it on me. I guarantee you I'll make the play. I Guarantee you. I'll bring this out of all. Doc, I'm like, look, no. But let me show you I'm willing to take the risk. And guess what? Guess what What? what real leadership is? Man, you'll man, you, do anything to fail. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, you'll try anything to fail. You'll try it. You'll try it every time. That's what they pay attention to. How many times will you get back up? How many times will we fail? but keep going. That's what leadership is. Leadership ain't this, oh, I woke up great. Leadership is I woke up and I realized to get people to follow me. I must be the example you put yourself out there time and again
0: in your life. I put myself out there time and again in my life. When you put yourself out there, there's a phrase a lot of people throw around and be like, well, you're not afraid to put yourself out there. And I say I'm not, it's not that I'm not afraid to put myself out there because I still feel that fear. It's that I'm not going to let that fear stop me. I'm going to put myself out there. For me, it was in school. Like I constantly, constantly, constantly was going to be the one answering questions. Okay, if your teacher asked me a question, I'm here to learn. So I'm going to answer. I might not be right, but I'm Going to keep throwing it out there until I learn it. I think that that the ability to say i yes, I'm still scared right now in this moment, but I'm putting myself out there because this is my life this is my chance so I'm not going to sit back and sit around and say oh i could I, I could have put myself out there and didn't and I think your willingness to walk through that fear, to step, to, to, to feel it, but still go through and have the courage to try it, to put yourself out there time and again. That's something that is absolutely doable for every single one of our listeners right now. Every listener out there that says, well, well, yeah, but there's something, you know, you, you have something in you that make you do it. No, it's called, uh, you still feel it, but there is a drive, a drive for something greater than yourself. And when you have a drive for something greater than yourself, you're gonna, you're going to walk through that fear to put yourself out there.
1: Let me show you how how it came full circle for me. 1999, Rob Wilson and Shannon Sharp came to me. And we was in the weight room one day and asked me what did I want to do in the game? And I told him, I said, (laughs) I said, no disrespect, but I am, I'm, I'm one of 100% 100% trying to be the greatest to ever put on the pair of mm. And it's no secret. I mean, mm-hmm. offense, defense, I'm talking about from an impact level. Mm. He said, he said, that's what you want to do. I said, absolutely. Shannon said, before you go, I said, it don't matter. Like, I'm in. Listen to this leadership from both of those men. I had one of those men, Shannon Sharp, Take me in his house. It was never nothing. He told me, "It's it's what he brought me to live, to live." I lived in his basement six months, cool. and I ate the same dried chicken, <laughs> dried lima beans. Sleep by eight thirty. He would sleep by no eight thirty. I won't sleep by eight thirty. He sleep by eight thirty, and I watched his routine over and over. And over again. And then I started training with Rod. And Rod would do all of these different stretches. You know, he was a spin champion and all this at Purdue. And I'm I'm watching all of these these things. And and instead of saying, I'm frustrated because I'm failing, I started watching these guys show me what leadership is. And those guys showed me leadership from a hard way to learn it. Cause the only way you can do it. Man, Shannon used to have me doing these pull-ups. And I'm looking like, well, how many sets we gonna do? Oh we'll probably get by eight, eight to ten. Eight to ten? What? Man, I gotta go. I got I got to go. I got but then you started to realize he did not care the way you thought. <laughs> he was gonna get up there and do it first. <laughs> and whether you wanted to do it or not, he was gonna get it done. And that's what those two guys taught me when it comes to leadership, man. Wow. Get wow. it done. Be the example. Just be the example. And whoever's going to follow you, Olsen is going to follow you. I know one thing for me, I know I followed them and I know I learned a, a whole, a great deal of my leadership came from Shannon Chaparra, Wasn't. It? I still thank both of those guys every day of my life. Yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. Like I, if I can just, I see the recipe that you watched was not it was not complex it was i'm i have the discipline to do it so what you're saying by that eating the same dry chicken going to bed by 8 30 like uh doing those pull-ups right before you even going to practice it wasn't that it was this rocket science it was this willingness to go through it every day and for me i really believe that's the true that's the true key to success I think the same thing when it comes to finding peace in life and leading through leadership through peace. I don't think it's rocket science to find peace. I think it's a matter of doing it. I think it's a matter of practicing kind speech. I think it's a matter of practicing uh, being mindful of how you're coming across to others and your energy. So listening to that right there um, it really gave me the chills because this, this I, I, I just can't, I, I want to thank you because I feel like, This is the kind of goal that is uh, why we set out to do this podcast. But I'm still, uh, you know, as a friend but as a fan, like just hearing that that's where you really learned that and going in and seeing Shannon for six months like that um, and having him lead by example and then you just wanting to do that and then you becoming that. This is what I hope every listener out there is really hearing. I hope they feel this message to live by example, to do the living Do them every day. Man, yeah. I, it's, it is. It's yeah. It's really, really good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know you, I know we got to end it up, man. But just remember this, like true leadership is denying yourself, like denying yourself from being judge and the jury mm. <laughs> mm. towards people, you know, like that's what true leadership is, man. Don't judge them. Don't, don't, don't be the jury, <laughs> you yeah. know. Just, just comfort them because everybody ain't built like you built.
0: Well, the way you said that, like I was saying, when you are a leader, there are times where you're not trying to say everybody has to do it your way. As you're saying, in, in terms of like their specific skill set, like some guys are going to need to do different type of workout or different type of this. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. So whatever it is, it's being able to bring out their best. And when you're secure with yeah. yourself, you can help bring out their best and and your example is an example for people to watch and say this is what true effort looks like i think you know yes because yes yeah the greatest line you ever said i think the greatest line i i think about it literally every day is effort is between you and you and 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 the one thing that you could show though is people could see your effort, could feel your energy of your effort. I think that's one of the greatest lines ever said. And and, and when they watch that, they can then bring out the best of themselves. So that to me is just the, the epitome of leadership.
1: That's why we're here. Be the example. Yeah. Just be the example, man. That's what leadership is. And and I think I think the challenge this week is be the example. Be yeah. be you you want to lead somebody somewhere. Start doing it yourself. Don't 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 talk about it. Don't scream. Don't fuss. Just get it done. (laughs) Just get it done. And and I promise you, you will you will affect way more people than you think simply by just doing what you do. Yeah, good stuff, Doc.
0: One hundred percent, man. I appreciate you. This was this was just absolutely phenomenal for me. That story about Shannon, man, my goodness, like I love this. I have never, I will. Yeah, never
1: yeah. I can imagine. Back. I know you wouldn't imagine. You wouldn't imagine me living in no freaking basement for no freaking six months either. <laughs> I'm trying to take it. sacrifice, dog. <laughs>
0: like, when you get me in the weight room next time, I'm going to have to do some of those pull ups that Shannon said. I, I just feel it, so I don't even know what I'm going to oh. do right there. <laughs>
1: I got something else for you. Since you out there working in L.A. and you ain't getting it in, I got something special for you coming. So don't you worry. (laughs) All
0: right, listen. Hey, everybody. Uh, I I appreciate this show. I appreciate you so much, Ray. I'm going to take off, get back to the set, and uh, I hope everybody has a great week.
1: All right, man. Be good, man.
0: All right, thank you for downloading the Tackling Life podcast. For more Tackling Life content, go to TacklingLifePodcast.com. You'll find links to our pages on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast sites where you can subscribe and get to all new episodes automatically downloaded every week. There are also links to the Tackling Life Facebook and Twitter pages where you can give us feedback, questions, ideas, and suggestions. You can also call us at 646-762-4432. We might play your message on the show. That's 646-762-4432. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Look, the challenge for the week is to lead by example. When you do that, everything can change. Until next time, for the legend... Ray Lewis, I'm Dr. Christian Conte.